When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Billion Season 7, Episode 3, Winston Dick Energy is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps, covering the final season of Billions here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler, and I am joined here by the person who has actually just recently rejoined the Post Show Recaps staff after briefly absconding with new podcast technology that was created on the clock. A big no-no, the great <laughs> Jessica Sterling. Jess, how are you doing? Hi. You know, I had a case of the yips, but after huh? a really intense conversation with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you really just <laughs> pulled me back up. Um, So there's people who don't uh, watch Billions but listen to the podcast. I think, like, what you just described happened in the episode. Uh, yep. Paul Giamatti has the yips and gets cured by speaking with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, yeah, a thing. ridiculous thing to say, and that is billions in a nutshell. Remember, Salt Bay was on this show. Salt Bay as was long on as you this remember show. that, it feels like, and they you're reference fine. Dexter. It's like, yeah. you're fine. You just have to remember those things. Everything will be fine um, if you are hanging with us, talking about billions here on psr coming your way through the succession podcast feed here on post show recaps trying to get our succession fix by getting our billions on it's the third episode of the final season of billions you've got plenty of time to catch up before billions is series finale sometime in october uh so get on board or at least we will guide you through this very crazy show as best as we can uh, of course, this is not only an audio podcast. You can watch the video version of this podcast as well when you go to postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel to get video versions of the Billions podcast here on Post Show Recap. So if that is of interest to you, if you want to see how Jess and I are possibly going to t- say the words 
Winston Dick energy <laughs> with a straight face, you can go to boshowrecaps.com slash YouTube and check out our ability to do such a thing. Um, so Jess, first and foremost, what did we think? This is uh, this is Billions, episode three of its final season. It mm-hmm. has been much hyped. The return of one Bobby Axelrod, played by Damian Lewis, to Billions. Not only is he not in this episode, as we uh, thought it might be the case, he's like barely even referenced. Uh, the 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 quorum of Wendy, Wags, and Taylor have other fish to fry in this episode. Is it because uh, Axe told them if you can't beat Prince, join him? Have they just given up the fight? And have has the show just given up the Axelrod for now? I, it feels like it has to be a back burner for now because each individual character is kind of going through their own uh, struggles at the moment. Yeah. Right. We have like Chuck has the case of the Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Wags is feeling like he's like lost his touch. Yeah. And he needs to get his groove back, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, Taylor and Philip are still kind of dealing with the fact that while they're quote unquote in power, it's still Prince who's pulling the strings. Yeah. And they have this character in Winston who is a bit of a, a pain in the butt from the last season. He's a bit of a like, he's a really big nerd and no one really likes him. Yeah. And he works for Taylor. And now, of course, he up and it was really weird to me, Josh, that like, in a company like Mike Prince Capital, that when you quit, it's like a big show and it's not just like, okay, then get out right now because right. We're you're going to steal company secrets. Yeah. But he had given, had he given notice? He gave Was notice. There... Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like you give notice and then that final day, your colleagues are like, gosh, I'm going to miss you. Let's stay in touch. We'll be friends after this. And then you're like, I'll never see you. Game. Yeah, I'm never talking to you. I'm again. never gonna see you again. <laughs> Except for you, you're cool over there, and you'll be a lifelong friend. But everyone else, uh, it is big uh, fufu. You're cool. I'm out. Energy. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting send off for Winston, only for Winston to come back with a vengeance uh, to supply this episode with its title, Winston dick energy there are people who listen to this podcast just that perhaps do not know uh, the name of your pet yeah my dog's name is winston it's <laughs> <laughs> a very awkward episode title for me um <laughs> he's nothing like the character winston uh-huh. yeah, I, I assure yeah. you um i mean would he google how to get muscles now this is winston's um comp uh as a billions character uh your winston Oh, who he who he would be? Yeah. Uh, he would be Ben Kim, a thousand percent. Okay, great. Or Tuck, even. Uh, ben Kim is a great person to. Uh, I think Ben Kim role modeling great behavior in this episode. Like, thank you for the career coach, the in-house career coach. But I need to get therapy away from work. Uh, so, uh, and you're not allowed to be mad at me for that. Uh, so we stand Ben Kim uh, in this place. Uh, so if Winston is emulating Ben Kim. Uh, that's a good that's a good character to mm-hmm. emulate. Um, well, before we go any further, I feel like let's get the big picture of the episode. Let's do billions in brief, Jess. Let's do the quick plot recap for this episode. This episode comes in with BDE. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait. That's WDE. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston is leaving Mike Prince Capital and seemingly no one seems to care. 
that is until eight hours later when former employee Bonnie reveals that Winston is selling a new piece of risk management software that he assuredly created during his time at NPC. Taylor wants to take out Winston quietly for fear of looking weak and also ruining Prince's reputation. And Prince gives Philip and Taylor 48 hours to handle this on their own before he will file a lawsuit against Winston. Wags, fearing he lost his touch, takes matters into his own hands by barging into Winston's apartment, bluffing about the lawsuit and planting a bug. Hall manages to get a list of clients Winston approached with WDE, and the team is able to blackmail Winston into signing over WDE, which will now be named Trojan Defense. Oh my god. <laughs> Elsewhere at MPC, Prince is attempting to outsmart Chuck by sending him a super pack. He wants to distract Rose and bait him into coming after Prince, rather than allowing him to be stealthy with his attack. Unfortunately for Prince, he completely underestimates his enemy. Rhodes knows it's a trap, but he's hesitant to make any big moves now because he's reclaimed his seat in the Southern District and he's got a good old case of the yips. <laughs> After, and I kid you not, talking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Insane. Chuck decides it is fighting time. He opens a case on Prince to allow him to think he's been misdirected and promises his new mentee, Tori, that they're going to win some cases together. Meanwhile, Wendy's ego takes a blow when she learns that NPC employees have been seeking outside counsel with another psychiatrist, Dr. Mayer. Turns out Dr. Mayer doesn't approve of Wendy's methods of, and questions why she came to see her at all. We end the episode with Wendy asking Dr. Mayer to be her own therapist and that is season seven episode three of billion yeah uh a really fun episode of the show uh i'm really enjoying season three so far or season seven so far episode three um a thing that was interesting to me is we already talked about how axe is not in this episode and we basically don't deal with the axe of it at all um, but what's really compelling to me is I feel like it is a quiet episode for Prince, too, while his fingerprints, as they are, uh, are all over this episode, Jess. Like, Mike Prince himself, low-key, uh, keeping a pretty low profile here in episode three. Were you shocked by that? Um, yeah, kind of, because usually it's when, now that we have Prince involved as well, it's usually like, okay, Axe, Prince and Chuck, they're all these like big, big players. And they're usually the ones who kind of get the, the A storyline, if you will, alongside Wendy, usually. Um, it is interesting. He's being very low key. He, I also, gosh, I just question his thinking here. I don't know if he's very distracted with his political campaign or or maybe the WDE of it all. Yeah. But I don't We're know why We're all distracted thought... by the WDE of it all, to <laughs> be fair. Very distracted. Yeah. I don't know why he thought he could trick Chuck. Like, he really underestimates Chuck, and I feel like based on their history together last season, it's surprising to me that he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Chuck storyline in this episode is a really compelling one to me because Chuck has worked really hard uh, to get back into the position that he is in. It took him, what, two episodes here from in this <laughs> final season to go from being in handcuffs at the end of season six to Paul Giamatti reclaiming his original role here on Billions. And after that hard fall... He doesn't really want to go and scrape his knees again. And he smells a trap. It's a trap, even though it feels like it's a gift. 
this is the Trojan horse, right? Like this is like, okay, you can investigate the Mike Prince super pack. We'll be cards up. All of this is good. Uh, and like everyone around Chuck is like, why wouldn't we do this? Why would we not like, look at, this is something for us to, this is our job. This is ours to do. He does not feel good about this at all. And he doesn't want to charge in unless he knows it's a sure thing. Uh, but how he can even identify what's a sure thing anymore. I feel like Chuck has lost that ability, which is something that he talks about at the end of the episode. Uh, this idea of like when you lose pieces of yourself uh, and uh, it's Tori, right? I think is the name yeah. of the is it, uh, Amanda Tori, I believe is the name of the character yeah yes. uh that mandatory is like okay and then like it makes you stronger and she's like and he's like no no you just lose pieces of yourself <laughs> and you have to keep going forward uh and you're just like that now you're missing pieces and you just keep going forward because that's all you got to do uh so chuck feeling like this sort of like you know, hollowed out version of himself i think is a really great direction to go even as he has reclaimed some power yeah, definitely. And he also, you know, he brings Ari in as well. Ari is now working with him, which I think. Oh, is Ira. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Ira. Yeah. I get them mixed up. Yeah. Because they're both of them are uh, the lawyers. Um, yeah. Ben and Shankman as Ira. And um, Emily and I were watching the great Emily Fox and I were watching Billions and Chuck offers this uh, this deputy U.S. attorney role to Ira and Emily and I were both like, as soon as Ira says no, we're like, yeah, good call. For people who don't know, Ira is Chuck's best friend that Chuck has just like mercilessly abused so many Forever times. Forever and ever. Yeah, like, this guy, gosh, how many unpaid hours has he put in? At, at least like at least 500,000. Uh, like this yeah. is like the scorpion and the frog. Every single time Ira helps out Chuck, he gets stung and yet he still ends up helping chuck out like there was a while where they weren't on speaking terms they mm -hmm. cleared that up and ira against i don't know about his better judgments but certainly my better judgment is like no don't accept the job and he went ahead and accepted the job so like i guess yeah. i'm happy because it means he's more on the show but gosh bad call for ira i think long -term. i mean definitely we all can hope that he is kind of chuck's moral compass if you will right he espouts some wisdom to chuck perfect is the enemy of the good like you have to just make a decision and do a first case you yeah. promised all of these people all these people are excited to work under you you are beloved you have to do something and i appreciate that like ira is kind of pushing for this and he says, you can't just sit here and do nothing when you're the guy that people know wins cases. That is your thing. That is you're what the you guy are known for. for. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can do it. And I, I love Ira. I've always kind of loved Ira. He just feels like the nicest, even though these were all terrible people. They're all bad. Um, yeah. But he, I, I like him. And I'm happy that he's now, uh, he's now in with Chuck and helping him out. Because he does need some backup. Because when he is going up against prince and his people we have to remember they have kate sacker yeah. and kate is more than capable and not only that she knows chuck's playbook so to, to have someone who is working against you that used to work with you and for you is really dangerous for chuck and i'm really excited to see kate and chuck kind of uh, clash again because it really feels like, gosh, he really burned a bridge with her by keeping her down so long instead of 
promoting her, helping her do her campaign she wanted, right? Yeah. He's made an enemy out of her, and she is a very dangerous enemy to have. Yeah, it's not for the first time, too, that Chuck has made an enemy out of one of his close colleagues. Uh, certainly, we're already seeing this with Dave, who was not in this episode, too, but their relationship has fractured significantly at this point in time. The other one, of course, any chance I get to say the words Brian Connerty, I am going to take that Brian Connerty <laughs> is currently rotting away in a cell somewhere mm -hmm. uh, and he is somebody who he was Chuck's right hand guy and then Connerty turns on Chuck and Chuck and Connerty are not together and Chuck has no problem putting this guy in jail so a question I have as Chuck and Sacker continue to be more and more at odds here uh, as we go deeper is like was was is past going it was past prologue for this one right like is the chuck versus connerty thing going to end up being prophetic for how it works out between chuck and sacker like will he be that merciless towards her at some point in time is there still room for these two people who have great mutual respect for one another maybe still at least have that intact can they uh form uh some some bonds again i don't i don't know but I am really desperately wanting there to be more Kate Sacker on this show. Always. 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 Uh, and I was even saying to Emily as we were watching uh, in that like sort of like super cut of all of the people that Wendy is talking to to figure out like, should I be going to Holland Taylor, the the, the legend who plays the this new psychiatrist? Like, should I check this out? Like, why are you all going to her? Uh, and like Kate barely shows up in that uh, moment. And I'm like, why are we not doing more with Kate Sacker? We need more Kate Sacker. I think we're positioned for more Kate now that the, um, the, the legal angle is once again eyeing uh, MPC. So ultimately, that's good. I'm just worried about how that shakes out because like this show either. And you think that this show ends with like some sort of major victory for Chuck, you would think. Uh, and if that's the case, like or at least some sort of takedown of Prince, and right. if the Prince takedown happens, like, how does that happen? And Kate makes it out okay are I mean, the questions that I have. You never say never when it comes to people shifting allegiances. It happens so often in yeah. this show that former enemies will team up against a, for a common cause. So I wouldn't ever put it past Kate that she will land on her feet somehow, some way. Um, I think she's Is that smart because enough. she's going to talk to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to like- Obviously. Help her figure out her jump shot. And <laughs> yeah, like or exactly she's going to date Salt feet. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> she loves uh -huh. Salt. She was the one that loved Salt Bay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I wouldn't put it. I think Kate is smart enough to realize when the ship is sinking and she's not going to go down with the ship. So I think it's- easy to see her kind of realizing if, if it is finding if the show a does out. end with yeah with prince kind of going down she's she's out she's we know done. at least whether it ends this way we know it's building towards prince throwing a computer through a window so like it's not gonna yeah. be good it's not gonna be good for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we can't like keep tap dancing around this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shows up on the show to convince as himself shows up on the show at Ulysses S Grant's tomb uh where uh where Chuck thinks that it means one thing that like you guys are trying to tell me that like I should go into this fight and blah 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 and instead it's like no we just decided that this is the right place to show up in a clandestine meeting with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh and they've brought him in to help Chuck out with the yips now jess i've been uh, uh i have not talked about this too much on the podcast but i mm-hmm. previously this summer experienced some podcast yips myself and i'm very happy to report that i no longer am suffering from those podcast yips uh and that is because i also went to ulysses s grant's tomb where mm-hmm. kareem abdul jabbar uh told me that i should just get back on the mic uh, you were meant to do this. If it's not you, who's it going to be? You got a podcast about billions. Uh, we should all be so lucky as to have some sort of meeting inside of a tomb with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I feel like a lot of us are perform. Who needs Wendy Rhodes? This is the performance <gasps> coach you need. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ever? This was an absurd scene, but it was. Of it, course, it this, was. This scene was like. Okay, so if you want to know what the difference between succession and billions is, this is it. This is the scene. This is the scene that is totally different. It's hilarious in every way, right? Because not only, again, I am not a sports person. Anyone who knows me knows that. I know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. You know, I instantly know this guy. And that the height difference, of course, is like pretty astounding and pretty funny. And then on top of that, we have like Kareem trying to pump up Chuck and he's like, Oh, how did you get through it? And Kareem is just like, well, I battled leukemia, racism, and open heart surgery. Uh-huh. So anything after that was pretty much. Like, a you think walk. I'm worried about my hook shot? Yeah, like, he's Whoa. like, come on. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, Chuck is, you know, he's a pretty privileged guy. What has he really had to, you know, deal with, overcome? But I did like him saying that, you know, we we have to keep doing what we do because it's a crime to waste what we have if we don't do it. Who's going to? And I guess that is seemingly what gets to Chuck is the, if not me, who? So I have to do this. And I think that kind of builds up his confidence a little bit more. I mean, you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar giving you a pat on the back. That's an instant confidence booster. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring all of the post-show recaps podcasters to Ulysses Grant's tomb uh, and see what (laughs) what kind of... uh, what kind of pump up speeches lie within? So Chuck is going to go ahead then and be like, all right, fine. Like this was gifted to us on a silver platter. I think it's a Trojan horse, but we got to go forward because I got to do something and doing nothing like you do. You do thing A, you do thing B or you do neither of those things and nothing is is thing C. And that's the yeah. worst of the choices. Uh, so he's not going to do that. He's just going to go through a door. Uh, and he is, it seems like he's focusing on like Tori's case by the end of the episode, like that that's going to be the thing that he cares about more than going after Prince right away. So at least I think that's healthy uh, and that he's like not going to like push all of his chips in the MPC basket. But this was like a trap that was laid by Mike Prince. So 
Chuck has taken the bait. Like it's sort of like sent up to us as this kind of like hero moment of Chuck resurgent, right? Uh, when in reality, it's like, oh no, you're doing the thing that he wants you to do. So uh, it's a it's a conundrum that we find yeah. ourselves in with Chuck. But he knows it's bait, so right. that's the difference. And it's interesting that billions did it this way this episode when usually they love to like let us think chuck has been baited but secretly he knew it was bait you know so they're really being direct this episode which is kind of unusual for billions they'll find ways to get this uh really on the sly yeah but of course prince doesn't know that scooter tells him he's taken the bait and prince is very excited about this he's very very happy to hear that news but like you said a bit of a quieter episode for prince but there is a lot going on at mike prince capital sure Um, what do you want to talk about first you want to talk about wendy or do you want to talk about the wde of it all um why don't we why don't we go from one roads to the next uh all roads lead to the roads family uh as we are going to be seeing um wendy having a bit of a, a crisis of faith of her own not for the first time i feel like a wendy roads crisis of faith happens with some free frequency on this show uh but here we are for the final season of she is wondering what is it that these people here at the company formerly known as axe cap need from a psychiatrist from a therapist that i'm not providing and that leads to her asking some interesting questions about herself and her own role at uh, Mike Prince Capital, and am I just an errand girl uh, or what? But like, I, I, I cannot. I am in the vortex. I choose to stay in the vortex. I could leave. I choose to stay, but why? Yeah, she needs to figure herself out. I mean, we've seen her visit a like. Didn't she go to like a Buddhist uh, monk before or something to yes. try to help out? This is when she was right. She wrote a novel and threw it in the fire. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, basically giving away all the secrets, spilling yeah. all the tea. Uh, but now, and I, I, gosh, nothing says bad psychiatry, like interrogating the entire work staff to be like, who are you seeing and why? She's, um, she's not, she's not well. She's uh, really having a yeah. tough time. I mean, it really is a, a bit of a, a shock to her ego, right? She's used to being the best. Axe always pumped her up. She always sees success but it is in the form of the employees doing a better at their jobs, not necessarily yep. walking away with a better mental health life, you know? Um, so it is interesting to kind of see that uh, how, how Taylor is the one who basically referred all of these people to Dr. Mayer. And yeah. when asked why, Taylor says, our people needed a real doctor, which, oof. Yeah, that you, sucks. Like, that is, that is those are rough words to hear. <laughs> That's hard. That's really hard to hear. That's a real blow, I think, to uh, to to Wendy's ego, uh, and it leads Wendy to Doctor Eleanor Mayer's uh, doorstep, uh, played by the great Holland Taylor here, who uh, feels like will be something of a recurring character. I would imagine I here so. uh, for the next couple of episodes, at least, as Wendy is her newest patient, and like wendy has a lot of questions that she needs to ask herself and and figure and figure out uh so what do you think about this as a direction for wendy if wendy isn't going to have axe at her side to go up against prince and challenge him then she needs to be making sure that she at least has herself on her side you'd think 
Yeah, I I mean, this we've seen Wendy go from someone with like a pretty clear moral compass in the beginning of the show, or at least somewhat of a moral compass in the beginning of the show, to really playing the game, if you will. She is more about the dollar bills and not the character than actually helping people yeah. at this point. Um, and I, I like it. I like Wendy having a little bit of a crisis of faith. I think it's really interesting to have her paired up with an, another older uh, female psychiatrist to kind of be her, her guide, if you will. Um, and I, I, lo- I love the line that she has of, uh, you did show me that whatever I'm clinging to, to stay above water is drowning me instead. That is fascinating. Yeah. And I think when she doesn't have someone like a Chuck or an axe, right? She doesn't respect Prince. She doesn't like Prince. She's very wary of him. She doesn't have someone at her own level to bounce off of as easily. I guess you have Wags, but Wags has never really been on Wendy's level. No, they're tight. Like they're close, but Wags is his own ass journey, um, which we can talk about Wags, I, I think here as like, Wags is sort of the other major focal character of this episode. I think like the focal characters of this episode are Chuck, Wendy, and Wags. Uh, And this is like a little bit of how does Wags get his groove back? Wags is another guy who is like, well, who am I without Bobby Axelrod? Uh, And like he had the chance to be to, to answer that question in last week's episode of like, okay, well, my answer to that is, I'm nobody and I'm being offered a chance to be at Axe's side again. And so I'm going to be that guy. Instead, he picked Big Macs. He picked uh, Bodega <laughs> Bacon, Egg and Cheeses. Uh, he has decided to stay in New York, New York. Uh, and in so doing, he has to like figure out, OK, well, how do I become the old wags? Because he's like getting challenged in this episode of like you're attached to a sinking ship. You're a dinosaur, all of this stuff. Wags is able to untangle the Winston Dick energy of it all, uh, that he is able to go after Winston using some like clandestine tactics that would have been straight out of the Bobby Axelrod era. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Terry Kinney back on the show as Hall, the fixer, now working with Wags. And like once Wags is back in this move and he is like he's storming into the apartment, he's bugging the apartment. All of this stuff, from that moment forward, Wags has Winston exactly where he needs him. And it's just like, he's like the hungry predator who has been stalking the forest without a single thing to eat in sight and has finally found like a fawn, some really easily targeted creature that he could just pounce upon and feast upon. And he knows it. He has time to luxuriate in it. The moment that he and Hall are going through all of like the computer files and Wags is just vaping like a maniac. (laughs) Um, David Costable, who plays him, the expression on his face through that entire vaping scene is crazy. Uh, It's vintage Wags. It's like a Wags, you know, it's like, okay, I just needed to kill something and now maybe I'm back. He needed the taste of blood, right? <laughs> he, that's what he needed. Is it the flavor of the vape cartridge? Definitely. Is blood taste of blood. Flavored, flavored? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, this really, like you said, this feels right out of the Bobby Axelrod playbook. This feels like old school wags, right? He is, he's not going to try to be subtle about anything. No, brute force, yeah. bully Winston, 
trick him, get Hall involved. Was so happy to see Hall. I love when because it's always like, who is this guy? Like, what is he? He's very much the um the Mike Ehrman Trout of 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 billions. Yes. Um, and it was so fun, and I I love him then going to Ryan because he knows Winston and Ryan were the closest of he was you know Winston was closest to Ryan of anybody at uh, MPC, and he says, listen, it's him or us. You got to give me the dirt. What's the dirt on him? And she tells him, oh, he bragged about some hacktivist stuff. And at one point, he hacked in the DMV to remove some points from her license because she was going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And that's all the ammunition he needs to go after uh, to go after Winston. And it's not even just that, Josh. It's He goes above and beyond. The PowerPoint of Google searches by Winston killed me my favorite part of the episode i wrote them all down they're so embarrassing yeah let's hear them how to get muscles now am i lonely where (laughs) is clit where is jared fogel now god i needed a content warning sorry content warning (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert this is called winston dick energy what are you gonna do uh pants that make you look tall yeah good good puns Uh would i be good at karate (laughs) um I mean, with enough training, right? Uh, with enough time and uh, training, guess. maybe he would be. Uh, uh, fly stuck an eye for like a week. Oh, Celine, God. That sounds yeah. terrible. Uh, yep. Celine Dion. Wonderwall chords. Like, uh. I need him playing Wonderwall. Uh, <laughs> am I a virgin? How to be sexy? Penis rash treatment and NYC magic classes. Oh, God. Well, he needs, Incredible. To, see, he needs to see a doctor about that WDE, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. It's overkill. It's total overkill. It's like comic book movie levels of overkill yet another distinction from billions and some of the other like prestigious analogs uh of a show like this uh you know there's there's room for both on the plate uh like this is like like uh i'm trying to think of like what's the what's like the food analog like succession fine dining billions is like what a juicy burger that was oh my god yeah it's sloppy it's messy but yeah it's so good. but it's so tasty so tasty uh and the wag stuff i think really highlights that as well so wags has his groove back too so you know wendy's working on it wags is working on it i don't know how much this episode did for taylor as sort of like the third prong in that table here of people who could be challenging prince at Prince Capital, but I imagine they will have a lot more to do in the future. Just not a ton in this episode. Yeah, I feel like Taylor has been relatively invisible throughout the first three episodes of this season. I would like to see more of them. They're one of my favorite characters. I feel like they really did inject this life force into season two. And I think it would be interesting to be a little bit of a fly on the wall for some of these Dr. Mayer sessions, like specifically with Taylor, I think would be interesting because I always found the Taylor Wendy relationship to be one of the best on the show. And I think getting to see Taylor interact with a different therapist would be uh, interesting. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about like the Taylor Phillip team up. I feel like I need to see more of them together, actively working together to, to kind of gauge how I'm feeling about it. But certainly it feels like they need a little bit more agency in this season than what we've been given so far, especially if, I mean, Taylor seems to want to take down Prince. Philip is very closely tied to Prince, although Prince has been pissing him off lately. So who right. really knows what, what the plan is there? Because you also have to remember that Scooter and, and uh, Philip are related. 
that's his nephew. So right, yeah, really well, a conflict I think of interest there. A big reason to like keep a lot of this from Philip and like the two of them are supposed to be kind of sharing the crown, and that is a very big possible thing to be keeping from your fellow king. Uh, mm-hmm. So how that plays out, I think, is is going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in a nutshell, essentially, that's this week's billions. No Axelrod, limited prince. Chuck is back on the Prince case, but tepidly uh, not so sure that he should be doing it, but he's doing it anyway with Ira and his father's urging and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's blessing as well. (laughs) Wendy has a new therapist because she's mad that she's the therapist for all these other people. So she's going to see what she's all about and she seems to like what she sees and Wags is back. Taste of blood in the mouth. Uh, He is he is ready to go. Uh, any of these uh, like smaller interactions of this episode that you wanted to highlight before we got out of here? I thought it was great to get, um, gosh, what is the uh, name of the character? Bonnie. Bonnie. Bonnie's back. That Love was seeing yeah. her. I mean, her, yeah. and, her and Dollar Bill's interactions are always cracking me up when she goes like, call me when she's like going in the elevator to leave. Really love her. I think this really does. I mean, I wouldn't rule out getting Brian Connerty just because this is the final season and it does feel like they're pulling in these kind of sidelined characters to give them a little bit of a send-off. I could see, like, so, Zacker bringing him in. Uh, like, exactly. I could see, I could see like, Kate, uh, like, urging Prince that, like, as this gets dirtier and the gloves need to come off, we need, like, another brain that knows Chuck pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what we get in terms of guest stars because there's they just have such a deep well of really fascinating characters to pull from. Yeah. Um, and I'm really I think one of the one of the most exciting things to to look out for is Wendy and Dr. Mayer. They're two sides of the same coin, it feels like they're both very good at what they do but the way in which they do what they do is very very different she kind of compares wendy to a jailer saying like all of these people are addicts and they're like they they're wrapped up in a bundle of compulsive behaviors and purpose and you just keep them earning instead of freeing them basically so i think that's fascinating i think not uh, wrong exactly and like you're I think not when really you know, helping them you're like helping them in this specific context but the context is terrible yeah even her job description right like she isn't a therapist i forget what is she a coach of some yeah, sort right performance coach yeah performance coach they didn't even call her a therapist so it's really interesting and i can't wait to see uh, knowing that wendy is one of my favorite characters i'm looking forward to the conclusion of her story arc probably the most of yeah. everyone here um, but I also look forward to seeing more Bobby Axelrod because we just we didn't we didn't get him this episode. All right. Okay. Um, what do you think? We getting Axe next week? Next week's episode, Hurricane Rosie, uh, is what we are hmm. moving into. Uh, he kind of sometimes has like a rosy complexion. He could be the hurricane. That I mean, he could be described as a hurricane. Yeah. So I'll say yeah. I'll be I'll be optimistic. Let's sure, hope he's for Axe. Be here. Let's hope for Axe. Well, you don't have to wonder if we're gonna be here. We will. Hurricane Rosie is next on Billions. We will be coming back to talk through that episode here on the Billions podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. The RSS link when you search by URL, postshowrecaps.com slash billions if you want to subscribe. That way, or you could subscribe to our Succession podcast feed. Just search for it wherever you get your podcast, Post Show Recap Succession. You'll find the Billions coverage that way. You want to watch the video versions of this podcast, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube is the way to get that done. That's postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. Subscribe. We've got a ton of podcasts that we're doing over there on YouTube. Ahsoka 
Wheel of Time is coming up this week. Winning Time is already happening. And Only Murders in the Building as well. And if you want to get into the 30 Years Greater Movie Nostalgia podcast that I'm doing with Rob Sesternino, we were going to have video versions of that podcast up there as well. So that's posturerecaps.com slash YouTube. Uh, I'm at Round Howard wherever you can find me, including in the Post Show Recaps patron discord when you become a patron at patreon.com slash Recaps. Jess, where are you? You can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter and at the Jess Sterling 12 on threads. If that's still a thing, who knows? It's still um, a thing. I say threads. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a desktop. Uh, threads had it WDE moment last week, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm hanging around on Posture Recaps covering the after party. And just like that, just finished. We all hate Aiden. It's totally cool. No big uh-huh. deal. Um, and you can, over, you can hear me over on Shit 90 Show Stop Me, where Sarah and I are, gosh, we're we have, we're covering the finale next week of Dawson's Creek. Oh my goodness. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, so that's very exciting stuff. Very fun stuff. All right. I think I've worked on the sign off for this podcast. Okay. Are you ready? Because yes. when we when we closed out a succession podcast, we would always say F off. And the mm-hmm. F stood for something. I now submit as I close out this podcast. Chuck off! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.